Welcome to Christian Overcomers, and thank you for joining us for this Bible study. Daniel chapter 6, remain loyal unto death. You know, in in this chapter, we're going to see a man who was both a loyal servant or slave to the king, while at the same time remaining loyal to Almighty God. And that that wouldn't be an easy thing, you know. Um, Daniel, we're talking about the prophet Daniel. He was um, he was a, he was a servant or a captive of a pagan king, but there, and he was very loyal to him, as we're going to find out. But that loyalty could only extend to a certain limit. If that loyalty um, to the pagan king and service to him could not get to the point where it would cause him to disobey God or to be disloyal to Almighty God, okay? We're going to see that here in this chapter. Let's check it out. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1, And it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Okay, we're talking about the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians here. And over these three, and over these, over the 120 princes, three presidents, of whom Daniel was first. He was the most high-ranking president, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and that the king should have no damage. Verse 3, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes, Because, now check this out, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king sought or thought to set him over the whole realm. Okay. Now remember, Daniel was a captive. He was a slave. He was a slave here in this kingdom, in this pagan kingdom. But it's important to understand that, uh, well, well, for one, why did Daniel have an excellent spirit? You know, what was so excellent about him? Well, he was loyal to the king, no doubt. I'm sure he was a hard worker. He didn't complain about being a slave. He didn't say, I, I shouldn't have to serve this king of Babylon. I, I shouldn't be a slave. But he submitted and made the best of it because he knew that it was a part of God's plan. All right. And there are many lessons we can learn. You know, many Christians today do not like to submit. They don't submit to um, to many things. You know, even in marriages today, husbands and wives are, are supposed to submit to each other. The wife is supposed to submit to the husband as the head of the family. But even among Christian uh, marriages... Many times we don't see that. You know, we have this spirit of rebellion in us all the time. Um, and, and, that, and that can cause trouble. But Daniel had an ex- He was exalted because he was loyal, hardworking, and wise. Okay? And wise. And, and, and we can learn a lot from that. Okay? Even if... Even in captivity, even in captivity, 
All right, then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Now check this out. I mean, these other guys, these other presidents and princes, they were jealous. They were jealous of Daniel. So they're trying to find something wrong with him. But you know what? They couldn't find anything wrong with him. Now, again, let that be a lesson for you as well. You, you serve Almighty God. Make sure to the best of your ability that if someone's going to find an accusation against you, it's going to be for serving God, not for some sinful habit that you have or, or something else. Keep yourself clean. Okay. It's important. It's very important. No, yeah, nobody's perfect. I'm not saying you're going to be sinless, but stay out of trouble. You know, don't get a criminal record. Don't go out doing stupid things. Okay. Do, do what's right. Be, be a Daniel. All right, verse 5, then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Okay, you know, you, you see the enemies, you see, you see the deep state today, even trying to find anything and everything they can against our president. Okay, that's a good example. I mean, it's a good example. I mean, they'll even make stuff up. But, you know, uh, but take this as, you know, for all of you Christians, this applies to all of us. There are going to be times where God will, will exalt you to a certain position, whether it's in your place of employment or because that's really what Daniel was doing. He was just doing his job. So you can take that down to, to your level where you are at in your job. Don't. Uh, don't don't have don't do anything shady. In other words, don't give people a reason to be able to accuse you. Try again. Try to remain spotless. Okay, be diligent. Be faithful in all that you do, and then turn it over to God. Okay, turn it over to God. Um. So. Check this out. It said, then we should not find the occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. All right. Hey, you know what we'll do? Since since Daniel hasn't broken any other laws, since he hasn't done anything else wrong, we're gonna trap. We're gonna find a way to trap him, because we know he wants to serve God. So let's figure out a way to get him um, to disobey the king. By making him stick up for his uh, God. Okay? Um, you know, I can't help but think of how this is more and more being done to Christians today. There, the Supreme Court just passed some um, anti-discrimination law against uh, uh, employers for discriminating against hiring somebody for being a... Um, transgender or a homosexual. Now think about that. 
Christian business owners and even Christian organizations and as far as I know, maybe even churches will now be forced to hire homosexuals and reprobates or else face getting sued or or face justice somehow. Now think about that. You know, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying, you know, they can't just come out and get us Christians and persecute us and, and prosecute us unless they start making it so we have to violate the law in order to serve Almighty God. And that's what this is all about, my friends. That's what this is all about. When you keep seeing uh, this, these this LG, this, the LGBT movement is exactly that. Okay? It's to find a way to either get you to submit to the wicked one or eventually prosecute you for some kind of a hate crime or discrimination for obeying God. Okay? For obeying God. Verse 6, Then these three presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. Okay, now they're starting their plot. Oh, live forever, king. You know, buttering up the king. Verse 7, And all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statue. I mean, they were all against Daniel. They're all in on this. This look like a deep state to you, my friends? Sure looks like a deep state to me. Sure looks like a deep state to me. To make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Okay, so they set, again, they set a trap here for Daniel because they know that Daniel is faithful to God and he will violate the king's decree in order to pray to God. Daniel's not going to stop praying. All right, and there's, there comes a time where we, we're going to have to make a stand as well. So it's interesting, you know, uh, you know, we've got all these shutdowns that are going on, you know, in a, in a, in America for the COVID-19 and, you know, they're shutting down churches, not, not allowing us to pray and saying our governor here in Minnesota, he's just like 30 days at a time. Hey, uh, yeah, we're going to extend this shutdown, uh, you know, and, and, and they kept the churches shut down while liquor stores were open and abortion clinics and, and it's just, just ridiculous. Forcing us, getting to the point where it's forcing us to disobey. Okay? You cannot tell us. You cannot tell the church that they cannot gather together in prayer. Especially in a time like this. All right? Um, verse 8 now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Okay, he thought, he probably thought, oh, this is great. 
Nobody can pray to anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody or nobody can ask any other anybody else for anything except for me, the great king. Okay? They played on his ego here, my friends. They played on his ego. And, and, you know, the enemies of Christianity and freedom do that all the time. They're always playing upon the egos of our leaders and our uh, representatives and judges and so forth to try to get their way. Oh, you're so great. Oh, king, live forever. Sign this decree. Verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. Now check this out. See what he does. He knew it was passed, that they passed this edict. He went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. In other words, Daniel disobeyed. No law of man that forces us to disobey God is to be followed. That's the lesson here. When the government oversteps those bounds, then we are to disobey. But in other matters, like paying taxes and and obeying civil law, we should remain spotless. We should be good citizens. Okay? Okay. But no governor, no president, no king has the authority to stop us from worshiping Almighty God. And you know what? They they tried that here in Minnesota, and it's still going on to a certain extent. And uh, many of us went down to the Capitol and disobeyed openly, as we should have, as all Christians should have. The government never has the right to control the church, my friends, okay? Or to stop us from praying and gathering together. You know, the uh, we got many examples of that in the New Testament. Verse 11, Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king. Okay, they spied on him. You know, they just knew he would do it, of course. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. In other words, they, they reminded the king, they said, hey, didn't you sign the law, right? That nobody should ask any petition of any god or man within 30 days? And the king said, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Verse 13, then answered they and said before the king that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. All right. 
So now they, they tell on Daniel. They set the trap. They watch Daniel. They spied on him. And now they're telling the king, hey, this, there's this, that Daniel, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's not obeying you. Verse 14, I may add, you know, Daniel, he's not social distancing. <laughs> okay. All right. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself. And set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. All right. You know, the king loved Daniel. And he was very disappointed that he got entrapped in this. All right. So, again, be like Daniel. Be like a Daniel where, you know, if there are some rulers that are in charge that uh, you know they don't want to they don't want to have to do any harm to you okay you know don't make it again don't make it easy for them to want to have to punish you verse 15 then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king know o king that the law of the Medes and the Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. Okay, so the king was trying to find a way out of it, and then the men come up, to, then these, you know, these deep staters come up to the king and say, uh, hey, um, it, you know, you're not going to be able to get out of this. That you, you remember, king, the you can't change the decree once it's made. Verse 16. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Now check that out. Daniel, or the king, Daniel had a reputation with him. The king knew Daniel was, was loyal to his God. Here to the point where he said that you serve him continually. Now, we should let that be known about ourselves as well. Do we just go to church on Sunday? Do we just kind of halfway believe or do we serve God continually? Do you have that kind of reputation? Or does anybody even know that you're a Christian? People should know. I mean, if you serve God... I'm not saying you got to go and preach to them every day or, um, or that, that kind of thing. But your example, your life, by your example and by your life, and at times by your testimony, people should know that you serve God continually. Okay? Not a part-timer. Not a Sunday pew sitter, but continually, my friends. All right. So the king, he's actually showing a little bit of faith here, which is interesting. All right. He's showing a little faith. Verse 17, and a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet. And with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. 
Interesting. The king sealed it with his signet. Um, so he's following the law that he had signed. You know, this reminds me of the time when Jesus's body was laid in the tomb. But this is this time it's a den of lions. All right. I mean, think about what Daniel is facing here. I mean, he could have just told himself, I'll just obey the king's edict. I'll stop praying for 30 days. It's not going to make me go to hell. I'll be fine. God will understand. But that's not what he did. Okay? He had courage. He had conviction. And he made a stand when making a stand was appropriate. You know, again, today we've got all these anti, uh, you know, these hate crimes legislation that are continually being passed, anti-discrimination legislation, all these different laws that they keep trying to pass that are more and more on the verge of forcing us to disobey, to be thrown into prison or cast to the den of lions, if you would. You know, I just did a study here on um, was America's um, original sin or was slavery America's original sin? I know that's not a popular topic. I know people are weak need when it comes to understanding God's uh, word and God's law concerning that matter. And I know there's just a lot of it's because of ignorance. People don't understand. They don't even know their Bibles well enough to know that God does not, uh, that God actually um, approves of that institution. Nowhere is it condemned as a moral sin. In fact, it's a divine institution that every Christian is a part of in the spiritual sense. Every Christian is a slave to Almighty God. But he's a just master. You know, we've, and uh, what does that mean? Well, it means we can't just live for ourselves. When you become, you know, when you become, um, when you repent and you're baptized and you're living uh, and you know symbolically you're born again, you are not living for Christ. You've you've died to you know you've uh, been freed from the captivity of sin, and you're no longer Satan's slave. But now you're a servant of Almighty God, and if you fall out of line, well, God can punish you for that. Anyways, I don't know why uh, why I'm getting way off track here, but the point is you've got to be willing to face the lions. You've got to be willing to face persecution, even to the point of death if necessary, if you're a true Christian. All right? And I mean, boy, today people are kneeling down before Black Lives Matter and they say they're Christians? My goodness. They are not Christians, my friend. They would not be kneeling down. Okay, we'll, we'll be talking about that issue probably in another uh, study. 
Um, anyways, verse 18, then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him and his sleep went from him. It's interesting. He was even fasting. I mean, this guy, he was distraught. Daniel gained that much affection from his master. You know, you know, slaves can do, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, they, they really condemn slavery. But in this case, Daniel was a slave. God had it be that way. But Daniel is, as a slave, is actually, well, not only was he elevated to be a, a ruler in Babylon, but as a slave, he's even going to be able to um, affect the heart of his master because of his excellent spirit. Okay? So wherever you are at in life, wherever your lot is, you can make a difference, my friends, if you're faithful and loyal in all that you do, okay? If you're faithful and loyal in all that you do to both your superiors according to the flesh as well as to your superior, your master in heaven, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right? Remember that. These two men, Daniel and Joseph, are the best examples of making the best of your situation and um, being loyal, being loyal and faithful. All right, 19. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. Okay, First thing he did when he woke up is he... He, he went out there hoping Daniel was alive. Verse 20, And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually, there he says continually again, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then Daniel said unto the king, O king, live forever. Okay? In other words, that's the proper response to say to the king. I bet this, we'll see, we'll see the response here. But let's continue with uh, Daniel's words. He says, my God has sent his angel and has shut the, the lion's mouths that they have no, or that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocency was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt? Now think about that for a minute. Think about how amazing that is. God actually sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions. Now, this isn't the case. I mean, this doesn't happen for all Christians. As we know, many Christians end up becoming martyrs, even to this day, in the third world countries, in China and so forth. Um, but in this case, God decided to spare Daniel. Okay. Wonderful thing. Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So, so, I mean, he's happy. 
He's excited. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him. Now check this out. Because he believed in his God. Okay? Now think about this for a minute. Your eternal soul. I, I, I should say it this way. They can hurt the flesh. Some people are martyrs in the flesh. But you know what they can't hurt? They cannot hurt your soul. No matter what happens to us in this life, if we remain loyal to God, if we remain faithful, they cannot touch our soul. Beautiful thing. And the king commanded, and they brought those men. Now check this out. And they brought those men which had accused Daniel. They brought the deep state. And they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Now, now God has a way of turning things around on our enemies, my friends. They often fall into the same traps that they set for others. Watch it. Just watch it sometime. Watch somebody that, that, that does stuff. I mean, sometimes it seems like the wicked keep getting away with it. But oftentimes we do see them get the, the same punishment that they've been, uh, they get treated the same. I should say eventually it comes back on their own head, the things that they've been dealing out to others. Oftentimes in the same way. So they all got thrown into the den of lions. Those, those men that accused him, they and their families even. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. He said, peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall be even unto the end. Now again, if it weren't for Daniel's loyalty to the king as a servant or as his slave, this king would have never converted. He would have never made this decree across the entire world as a testimony for Almighty God. Okay, Daniel wasn't a complainer. Imagine If he was a complainer, he would have never even been in this situation. If he sat there and said, I shouldn't be a slave, this isn't fair, um, white lives matter, or something like that. Are you getting the picture, my friends? I hope you're putting the pieces together. I'm trying to plant some seeds of understanding for those of you who are mature enough to handle it. And if you haven't done our study on, um, if you haven't done our study about uh, was America was slavery America's original sin, you really, really need to do it, my friends, because that one issue is going to cause a lot of people to fall away from the true gospel of Christ into the false gospel of social justice. 
it is ever so important. It'll, if you know, Jesus said, learn the truth and the truth will set you free. It'll set, uh, it'll set the white people of this country free from white guilt, the white Christians, and it should set the black Christians free from any bitterness or hatred towards white people. When they have an understanding that God's in control, he's got different uh, things for different people at different times. And they're supposed to make the best of it so that God can be given glory rather than shame. Because anybody who's a part of this Black Lives Matter movement is bringing shame to the kingdom of God. And I'm not going to go into it anymore on that. We've got some studies on that. I highly recommend that you check those out. So, so important. There's so much biblical literacy these days. Some people say, well, just because, you know, a Supreme Court or a war is fought and one side loses, that all of a sudden the case is sealed, the decision's already been made on the matter. No, you cannot change the word of God. No man can, no judge can, no war can. His word is fixed in the heavens, my friends. And his law does not change one jot or tittle. And those who teach it so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. All right. So look at this testimony by this pagan king. A beautiful testimony. All right. Verse 27, he delivereth and rescueth and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius, in the reign of Cyrus and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. All right. So the last, again, the main lesson is be loyal be a decent, hardworking person, no matter where you are. I don't care if you're a slave or the lowest person in your company. Do it to the best of your ability. Be loyal to those who are, uh, even those that are not Christian, to those who are uh, your earthly superiors. But don't ever, but don't ever compromise. Don't ever let that loyalty, don't ever let your loyalty to your business, to your king, to your leader, to your master, separate you from Almighty God. That's where you draw the line. And you know what's more important. And you make a stand. Because when you make a stand, you'll retain your honor. And like Daniel did right here, not only did he retain his honor, it was a witness. Not only to the king, but it eventually was a witness to the entire world. All right, God bless you. Stay in his word every single day so that you can be a Christian overcomer.